And now, prepare your ear holes for penetration as we bring you another great podcast from the Poop Culture Extended Universe. Hey, fellow poopers. I have just a second to talk to you about something serious. Wiping your ass. Nobody likes to do it. So replace your toilet seat with a cleaner, healthier, and more eco-friendly smart toilet seat from BioBidet. Experience why water does it better. And if you're a retro 90s hippie like me, look at it this way. Your clean ass saves the environment. So here's what we do. Visit friends of the show BioBidet's new Kickstarter and pick up the new Slim 2 Smart Toilet Seat. It's the ultimate bathroom upgrade. I know, I know, we're guys. We don't do that frilly bidet shit, or it's too expensive, or I don't live in Europe. But that's where you're wrong. Bio Bidet has changed the game and brought clean asses to the masses. Guys, this is the one time the saying, dive right in and get your hands dirty, should not apply. Visit Bio Bidet now at biobidet.com. Welcome back into the sanctified soiled stalls of the Poop Culture Podcast. Now, it may be the start of 2018, but tonight we battle it out in a retro showdown for the ages. So set your flux capacitors to stun as we pit January of 1984 up against January of 1994. I am Mark James, the mongoloid half-brother of Kevin James, and joining us tonight is my partner in slime, Mr. Rick Mancrush. Also on the dais this week is the treacherous tag team of Taints, Shaw Bag 6, and Bo Bocephus B-Craft. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. What is new in the PCEU? Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Mr. Bo. Just wanted to say thanks to everybody that uh, put their votes in on Twitter and let us know that you wanted more retro stuff. So 45% of the people said more... 80s Utopia Island and 90s Cyber Cafe and everything else was pretty even. So we're going to start mixing and matching and putting stuff together with the retro. And we're going to start that today. Right, Mark? Right. And that's really what we decided to do is we're going to mix up the retro. So we're doing 80s and 90s. And, you know, what's the best way to do that? Then to pit them against each other in a fight for the death. Fellow poopers have spoken and they want more retro content. So in this episode, we're going to have our first duel of the decades. Moments ago, we predetermined that Team Blumpkin Spice, comprised of Shawbag 6 and Bo Beecraft, will take January of 1994 up against the Mamelukes, myself and Mr. Rick Mancrush, and we're going to take January of 1984. So let's go over to Rick Mancrush down at ringside to explain tonight's rules. All right, so... Basically, we're going to have five different rounds here. Normally, when we do our throwback episodes, we kind of bounce all over the place. This time, we're going to narrow everything down into five individual categories. We're going to have a movies category. We're going to have a TV category. We're going to have a music category. We're going to have a general news category. And then we're going to have a hot product from both those eras. 
And the way it's going to work is uh, both teams are going to go. Each guy's going to have a pick. So if we're doing movies, each one of us will get a movie and then the other two will go and they'll have a movie. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right. Let's get it on. All right, so we flipped the coin backstage moments ago, and we predetermined that Team Blumpkin Spice gets to go first. Fucking millennials. God. Always got to go first. Oh, I know. They're going to whine and bitch about it if we didn't let them go anyway. So. I know. I know. Eh. All right, so you guys pick a category. Pick a category and roll. <coughs> Cunt. That's not a category, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I just wanted to let you know that you're a cunt. Oh. Yeah. All right, so first category. Uh, Bo, I'll let you take it. <laughs> Typical millennial. Dish it off to somebody else. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with music. That's probably my strong suit. You think that's good? Is that good? We cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Probably the most relevant for me would be the release of Allison Chain's Jar of Flies album, which Ooh. debuted in the U.S. at number one on the Billboard 200, becoming the first ever EP to do so. This wow. this was a game changer for me. It was initially the um, unplugged album that kind of changed my life. But Jar of Flies was good. Um, you have singles, uh, no excuses. I stay away, which is probably my favorite Alice song. Don't follow and the uh, instrumental Whale and Wasp, which I did a uh, light routine to in college. A light routine. A light routine. Is that like ballet? It was like a, it was like a theater class. So I had to like you get this like mannequin head. Or you get like one of those like wooden posable figure art doll thingies. You oh, sit yeah, it in yeah. a table and then you do a light show around it, like that evokes the mood of the song or whatever. So I chose that song naturally. Did you dress up your wood doll? Uh, <laughs> did I? I no, no. I think I, I think I just I think I just put a nighty on it. <laughs> Where did you get said nighty? It was college. There was a lot of stuff going on then. A lot of experience. Yeah, I had access to a lot of things. Big deal. All right. That's a good, that's a really good choice, though, to begin this whole thing off with. I think so. Solid. Ours is still better. And actually, before we go any deeper, <laughs> of course, yours is better. Before <laughs> we go any deeper, I think we should wager something on this. I got a ball of dryer lint sitting on my table here. <laughs> Some empty Reese's wrappers. What are you guys thinking for a wager? I, I do notice we all have some facial hair. Oh, fuck And we you. did talk about last episode, you know, the beards are going bye-bye in 2018. Which is horseshit. Yeah, we got to get the Dylan sideburns coming back. Right. So, yeah, that, that's a good one. All right, so uh, I'm I down. I already shaved. Yeah, you already <laughs> shaved. <laughs> so it's down to Bo. <laughs> I, let's say only one of the team has to shave. Are you fucking bodyguarding me right now, Shawbeck? <laughs> I am. You fucking sweet man. Because I can see you crying. <laughs> well, he already into shaved, the beard. Already shaved, though. Disqualification. Right. No, look, no, it's, he's, it's bad. He's got enough. It's bad. He's got enough to make a difference. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's it's a little stubbly. We'll go with that. Oh. So the losing team, one person, has to shave their face. What about balls? I'll shave my balls. Will you show us pictures? <laughs> I'll show you all the pictures you want, boys. <laughs> Why yeah. do you want to see the pictures? That's... Well, we need proof. How do you know it's going to be him? He's just going to go to his <laughs> his hard drive and grab one of the generic pictures of shaven balls that he has. It's a Shutterstock nutsack. All right, so no, no nutsacks. It's got to be your face. 
Well, joke's on you because my chin is a pair of balls. <laughs> <laughs> Loser rocks a pedo stash for at least a day. It's got to be a pedo stash? Oh, fuck. I start my new job, man. I can't have a pedo stash in my new job. At least a day. What about you have to walk around with that shit? Loser dyes their right. hair jet ass black. Well, my hair's already black. <laughs> so that means you have to bleach. Oh, no, you have to get frosted oh, tips. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. All right, now we're going crazy. The shaving was fine. Frosted tips. That's another five years away before that's back in style. <laughs> before it comes back. That's like a 2023 thing. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go with the losing team has to shave their face. Both people or just one? I'd be down. We talking baby shave or shave it down. Like down to yours stubble. Is, yours is so obnoxiously long right now. <laughs> I would feel bad if you shaved it. Look at that. Totally off. So maybe it's trimming. I can poke myself in the eye with this. Yeah, that thing Jeez. is just insane. How about you have to do metrosexual? Like you know, you have to look. You like have to the braid guy you work it. With. You have to braid it for a day. I'm not like Viking. I'm style. not opposed to like a white trash goatee and some big old sideburns. Yes. All right. So, you have, so you're going to shave right down the middle and just leave right I've here? I've done it. I All have right. done it. Oh, so there's a lot riding on this game right now. Ooh. I, I say we go beard for beard. I don't have a beard, though. I only have a goatee. Well, that's what I have. I have a goatee that I've been growing out for, geez, for almost a few years at this point. That's it? So I, I, I will put it on the line if B-Craft wants to match me beard oh. for beard. Oh, you're talking baby face? Dude, I have the worst complex. I dropped a college class because they told me I was going to have to shave. (laughs) It's like, peace out. No, thanks. And of course, I dropped it after I shaved for the class. It was a theater makeup class. So I shaved and then I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Dropped the class. I would not make you shave all the way down to baby face. I'm not that cruel. Wait, what if I fly out there and you shave me? Mm. <laughs> well, I'll take a red eye for that experience. Now we really need to win. That that's a whole nother discussion we're gonna have <laughs> off of air. But you know, I'd let you keep a beard, but you gotta shave your beard so you look like Logan. Ooh, I've done the Tony Stark. I, <laughs> I have done that. Not as nice, but I've done it. It's a pain All right, in the we'll ass. Pick, well, we got to pick one. We got to pick one here. So what are you going to do? What, where will you go? I'll trim it down to pretty much mm, just a little over stubble. I'd go that far. Holy shit. Whoa. That's, oh, man. I'll feel bad if we win. All right. For like an hour. I'll feel cold. <laughs> Guys, it's negative six right now. You're fucking me over if you win. All right. So there it is. So the winner gets to keep their facial hair. All right. The loser has to shave it. Right. Well, the major part, like he's got to shave a major yeah. portion. Like ZZ I'm going to keep top this... has to go. Right. I will get rid of the goat, but I'm keeping the soul patch. God, this took me over wow. a year. You should just no. You should just take. Don't keep the soul patch, man. Got to keep the soul patch. I'd rather see you with a mustache. You're a Zappa <laughs> fan. Why don't you have a mustache? You should. You should just have a mustache. I should, but fat guys and mustaches. Now we're back to the fucking pedo thing. <laughs> then you look more the like your diet. brother Kevin James. Yeah, you gotta watch out because he definitely carries a camera with him too. All right, so it's it's settled then. All so right. let's uh, so loser shave. All right, so Ben, you're up then. Music is the category. So uh, the um, music album I have is uh, "Too High to Die" by the Meat Puppets, which released January 25th, 1994. 
it was actually produced by the Butthole Surfers guitarist, Paul Leary. So um, I, I don't remember too much from this album, to be perfectly honest. There are a great couple of great songs off of it, though. Yeah, Backwater's a great song. What a great song. Yeah, that's a really good one. I mean, that was definitely one of the albums I listened to back in the day. And it was uh, it was definitely a chart topper back in right. January of nineteen. Go ahead, Mark. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you start this one. When you're talking about music and you're talking about the '80s, there's only one name, and that's the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. And in January of 1984, Michael Jackson, if you recall this, was uh, in the famous incident where he burned his scalp during the filming of a Pepsi commercial, which is about the same time that he also released the title track from his album Thriller as the LP's final single. One of the greatest albums and songs of all time in pop music history. What was the date that that single was released, Mark? Fuck, I don't know. Come on, man. We got to have the proof. There's hair on the line. It was released on January 23rd of 1984. Okay, and four days later, was it, when he... uh... Pepsi yeah. Cola burned him up. Now he drinks Seven Up. Is that when that happened? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. That's damn. That's that's good. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, 1984, oh. which is the sixth studio album by hard rock band known as Van Halen, and it happened to be the last album that uh, David Lee Roth was on, and it was released January 9th. 1984, it sold over 10 million copies. Uh, Rolling Stone actually listed it as number 81 on the top 100 greatest albums of the 80s. Of course, number one on the Billboard Hot 100 that year, Jump, hit number one. And then, of course, we had uh, Panama and my personal favorite, Hot for Teacher. But you know what's crazy? Hot for Teacher is such a great fucking song. And that only hit number 56. Really? On the top on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. My favorite tidbit about Hot for Teacher, and I'm a huge Van Halen fan. I've seen him in concert. 1984, one of my favorite albums, one of the greatest rock albums of all time. And Eddie Van Halen, one of the greatest guitarists of all time. But you know what he can't do? Is fucking dance. You watch the <laughs> Hot for Teacher video closely <laughs> when they're all in sync dancing. He is out of step the entire routine. With everybody, everybody else is in sync, except for Eddie. Eddie can't dance. Can't do it. I never looked. I never looked because Dave was too busy doing jumping splits and shit like that. (laughs) So you were looking at Dave. Yeah, everybody was looking at Dave back then. I was a bigger uh, Hagar fan than uh, David Lee Roth. Ah. But great album either way. So we're pitting... I guess we just got to go Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller, the song, and Van Halen 1984 against the Meat Puppets and Alice in Chains. I I think we win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's tough. That's- I, Van Halen does it alone. That was tough just to go against. Not a huge fan, but it's hard to compete with Michael Jackson. And that's probably the strongest <laughs> thing. No, it isn't. Of our January 84, so it might be downhill sliding from here. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know necessarily. We're going to see how this goes. Well, since we we won that round, so we'll we'll take it over for the next one. There's some other interesting tidbits from music in January 94 if you want them. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. What do you Uh, got? January 19th, Brian Adams becomes the first major Western music star to perform in Vietnam since the end of the Vietnam War. (gasps) Oh. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That Canadian? Yeah. <laughs> January 8th, Faith Hill released her uh, first single, Wild One. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not the biggest faith. So element. moving on, uh, January fifteenth, Harry Nilsson died of a heart attack. Everybody's talking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is in uh, every road trip montage in every movie ever. Oh yeah, it really is. Good call on that one. <laughs> and then the last thing I have, and it's probably not been touched since, nor will it be. January thirtieth. Your penis? Rock. <laughs> it has been a while. January 30th, the Rockin' Country Sunday at Super Bowl 27? Yeah, Super Bowl 27. Clint Black, Winona Judd, Travis Tritt, and Tanya Tucker wow. performed at the halftime show. And then the fucking Judds got together at the end of it. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, January 84, uh, just go over the top albums. We had, uh, of course, Thriller, number one. This is a list from January 28th of that month, so it's a little bit later in the month to kind of encompass the whole month. But we had uh, Lionel Richie, at number two, with Can't Slow Down. Uh, of course, uh, like we just picked, Van Halen 1984 was coming in at number three. Uh, then uh, Ben's favorite, Culture Club. Uh, oh, colored by the numbers. Yes. That was uh, four. Ow! Top sellers for '94, which we actually forgot to say, was uh, "Doggy Style" by Snoop Doggy Dog. In January of 1984. January 1980. Yeah, wow. uh, that's what it says. That's a fantastic album, start to finish. I think the production quality in that album was actually better than it was on Dre Day. You don't love me, you just love my doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's that top ten list you sent me. So it's. Doggy oh, style. Yeah. Then uh, number three was Pearl Jam with verses. Oh, number six, Bad Out of Hell two, Back Meat into Loaf. Hell, Meatloaf. Words and music by Jim Steinman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, greatest hits by Tom Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Get a Grip by Aerosmith. Wow, that's a really good month too. That is yeah. an excellent month. Shit, and you guys went with Allison Chains and the Meat Puppets. What I went fuck? with what was near and dear to my <laughs> heart. With what was released, not with what was. Tom. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Bo, I'm going to make you feel like shit. Oh, what else is new? You just picked <laughs> Alice in Chains over Tom Petty. Well, you can't win it them all. It is a greatest hit, so. <laughs> and we know count. how much of a Tom Petty fan you are. So. I love Tom. Loved. Loved. All right, so where do you want to go, Mark? Where do you want to uh, to start this? Let's go over to the old boob tube. You know, I think we got to go to TV. 80s and 90s television was a staple in popular culture. So let's go there. 80s and 90s TV. And I'm going to start it off with the way 1984 started off. And that was with NBC launching a brand new TV show called Night Court. On January 4th of 1984, Night Court hit the air on NBC. And it was history from then on out. One of the greatest sitcoms in American television ran for nine seasons. Starring Harry Anderson, John Larroquette, Richard Maul, Marky Post, Marshall Warfield. It stole the hearts of many a fans of the Poop Culture Podcast, I am sure. Now, do you think it started in January because they thought it wasn't going to last very long? Because you don't see that too often. Right, unless it's like a mid-season replacement. I don't know right. what they were really thinking with that, but it worked. Yeah, obviously, it lasted nine seasons. Like now, if you look at TV, uh, like Fox starts shows in January. Like you have X Files coming back next month for another short run, and it's right. usually what you get. You get them short run shows, 
but that's pretty incredible that that show came on in January and lasted for nine seasons. I know big show. Yeah. And that first season, they didn't do like a half season, like six episodes. They ran all the way until the end of May with new episodes of that first season of night court. They did 13 episodes right off the bat. God damn. That's going (laughs) to be hard. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't match you up with shows because obviously January is tough. So I went commercials. January 1984, two iconic commercials that started in January 1984. First of which, 34 years ago this month, Wendy's aired Where's the Beef? Uh, Who remembers Where's the Beef? That's the the commercial with the three decrepit old ladies that are looking at a small patty. And they're like, it's a bun and it's Where's the Beef? She, I like, even had the, I had the board game to this. There was a man. game. There was a board game. That's how you know a commercial has oh, really shit. made it when there's a board game for it. It was a terrible board game, but nonetheless, I did have it. And actually, I saw it on eBay. Somebody was selling it just recently for like fifty bucks. Wow! And I'm sure Steel. my parents probably gave it a goodwill, like they gave all my other shit. <laughs> it's probably the exact same one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll buy it. Probably back. still has your name written on the back of it. Fuckers. And uh, the the other commercial was actually a commercial that was directed by Ridley Scott. Does anybody know what it is? Did an alien come out of a Pepsi can onto Michael Jackson's face? No, it's uh, it's it's <laughs> That's close. How he got burnt. <laughs> it was uh, it was the 1984 commercial. There was the Apple Macintosh. Oh, wow, that's came right. Out Yep, came out during the Super Bowl, uh, which was, what, Super Bowl 18 at the time. So it was January 22nd, 1984. Uh, they spent about a million dollars on this commercial, which at the time was fucking insane. But it was like this uh, dystopian future and this guy talking in a screen and some chick who I think she was an Olympian, right? The one that yeah. like ran down the middle and she broke the screen and all that crap. But that was a huge commercial at the time. Very iconic commercial. So that's what I had. No shows. Mark kind of stole the show on that. But went with commercials. What do you guys have? I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be hard to compete with the fucking 80s. They had a whole... You guys have a whole decade of popularity to gain on us. Oh, uh, listen to the millennials ah! fucking crying already. They're already crying. <laughs> I do have one. It's going to lean onto the sci-fi side of our audience, which is probably who knows. Babylon 5 oh, God. was <laughs> was debuted <laughs> on January 26, oh. 1994, uh, alongside, a week later, uh, the Cosby Mysteries. Oh, Jesus. Wait, you said Babylon 5? Yeah. Not even Babylon 9. Wasn't there a Babylon 9? No. Fuck, I don't know. No? There wasn't a Babylon 6 either. <laughs> it was Star Trek beat Deep Space 9. Babylon 5 was... Separate. Oh, Deep Space Nine. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Babylon 5 okay. had that really good theme song. Babylon! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shawbeck, do you even realize what's at stake here? Bo Beecraft's beard is at stake. I pull out Night Court, and you pull out the Cosby Mysteries. I got one. Dude, fucking there's Babylon four shows 5. that debuted in January of 1994. We have Viper. Can We Shop, starring Joan fucking Rivers, <laughs> Rolanda, and Babylon 5 and the Cosby Mysteries. 
man. The, the Cosby Mysteries. It was where he left his roof alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I just saw it right here. Is that two shows or is that one show? Is it, is there a show called Babylon 5, The Cosby Mystery? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Cosby in space. Rudy, you see. Watch me eat this curry. <laughs> eat your jello pudding. <laughs> okay, so. All right, no, fuck, fuck, man. Well, which one are you going with? Which one are you picking? I can't go with any of them. Why? Because they all mean? suck. No, they don't. Oh, you gotta, no, they don't. You gotta go with something. I have one. You pick the one. The only I'm answer going. I have is Babylon 5. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I have got one that, that really was kind of, it feels like it was swept under the rug, kind of forgotten about, but I remember when this came out, The Critic. Yes. Animated series debuted January 26th on ABC, featuring the voice of John Lovitz as main character Jay Sherman. Yeah, love The Critic. You had a lot of other notable... Uh, Voice actors, Christine Cavanaugh, Nancy Cartwright, Rhea Perlman was in there, uh, Kath Susie, who did a lot of work on Rugrats, Tress McNeil, who was on Futurama, a lot of good stuff. Um, but it basically, I guess it would kind of be, what's the uh, Gene Shalit, the movie review guy? It was kind of like a, yep, yep, a parody right. of that in a way. So you got a New York film critic voiced by John Lovitz. Do you remember his catchphrase? Oh, gosh. No. It stinks. <laughs> I was going to say it's shit. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's sh- no, that's our catchphrase. It's shit. That's what I'm going to go um, with because I remember that. It was canceled after two seasons. There's like 30, 32 episodes overall. For me, that's a strong pick. That was a show that was 10 years way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of TV that is in its first season that was good, though. The X-Files was in its first season. Bill Nye the Science Guy was in its first season. Uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien's first season. There's a lot of really good TV that started 93 into 94, and a lot of these shows were in their early on stages of catching fire, so to speak. Well, the the competition, though, is January versus January. I know. Fuck you. So <laughs> I, I'm, I feel confident yeah. going with you know two of the greatest ad campaigns of all time. And then I don't. Count. And then, nine and then Night Court. We said TV shows, not fucking ad campaigns. No, we said we said TV. Uh, yeah, stipulations. <laughs> oh man, they're getting bitter already. No, well, no, well, that is what it is. You, I, I think you guys got to give us that. The critic. That's a strong <laughs> one, though. I'm not gonna. The uh, I can't. Damn critic. That's a great pick. I love that show. Uh, it's the only time John Lovitz hasn't needed a punch in the face. He's only tolerable in animated form. No, 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 no. He's really good in the wedding singers, Jimmy Moore. Oh, okay. Yeah. But can he move and shake like this? <laughs> <laughs> Says Jimmy Moore saying it ain't no suck in my crotch. And and that's where John Lovett's comfort zone is. He's only tolerable in five-minute increments. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was so great on SNL. And then he just does cameos, because that's you can only tolerate Lovett's in five-minute increments. He's losing his mind. <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up. I have it in my in my notes. Hang on. Let me... I gotta log in to... It should Fuck. be on your OneNote, Mark. Yeah, it is, but I f- forgot my fucking password again. No, Don't lock yourself not. out. It only yeah, I life. just did. 
Locked uh, out again. Fuck it. God, I told you before. Vault.io is our sponsor. You have an iPhone. Use the app and put all your passwords on there, and then you won't lose your goddamn password. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to because I'm getting old now, and I forget all these passwords. I can't keep track of my email. I got my Spotify, my OneNote email. I got passwords for everything. I've had it. I'm downloading Vault. All right, you know what, Man Crush? Why don't we do this? All of our listeners that download it at Vault.io backslash poop. They're going to get two months of synchronization for free just from listening to the Poop Culture Podcast. That's a great idea, and I'll have to pass that through with Brent from Vault, but uh, I think he'll do it. I think he'll do it. So, uh, yeah, go to vault.io backslash poop, and it's V-A-L-T, Vault. And if you go there, we'll make sure that they give you guys two free months. Uh, Hopefully, he doesn't smack our peepees for saying that, but uh, we'll do that. And... Listen, we're, we're going to have a little internal PCEU competition here. All the shows have Vault on there. We all, we all have this great sponsor, and everyone has their own backslash whatever. And you're going to go there, get the app. You know, Right now, it's only on iOS. So if you have an iPhone, put it on there. If not, go to the bottom. They're going to release for Android. Put your name on the mailing list and find out when it's going to be. Check that out. And if we lose, which we don't want to do, we have this wheel of misfortune that we came up with as the entire PCU and everyone's got their own little punishment that's on this wheel and they're all pretty fucked up and we don't want to lose and you guys don't want us to lose because you don't want us to be doing the podcast in an Australian accent or some dumb shit you might want to see Mark Wax's leg I don't know that that might be a good one but well see they're not going to see it they're going to hear it but that might be worse yeah so I'm not sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) So don't make us come in last. Go to vault.io backslash poop and, uh, you know, help us win this thing and get your two months for free. To be nice, guys, because we're old, <laughs> we'll let you guys go for round three. So you guys started out round three. It's your choice. Shot bag, what do you want to go with? All right, why don't we go with uh, trending, what is it, the trending toys or trending okay. things that were being bought then? That would be hot product. So uh, Christmas that year, we had uh, biggest product being bought was the Power Rangers figures. So that's uh, that's definitely 1993 when Power Rangers was first starting out. They had uh, they had that every one of the figures was selling pretty big back then. So that is uh, one of the big figures from back from 1994. Um, so December 93, they were selling like crazy for Christmas. All right. Do we give him that? Do we give him the uh, the ninety three? I guess we to. have to. Christmas right. You into, have to. Christmas into January. I had the yeah. same thing with mine. Of course, the hottest product. We're not going yet, Mark. We're not going yet. Oh. <laughs> you just you keep. I that was just gonna fucking segue, but no. <laughs> well, yeah. Bo still gotta go. Well, fuck Bo. You Jesus. Cock pony. <laughs> His beard yeah, is on the fucker. line here. All right. I too went to the uh, the Christmas catalog, the JC Penny ninety three catalog. You shop till free one eight hundred two 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 sixty one sixty one. Super <laughs> Nintendo games were a hot item. Ooh. Christmas of ninety three going yeah. into ninety four. Here is um, one of the pages from the Penny's catalog. I'm going to read you some of these games here for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Item J: Street Fighter Two Turbo, Star Ooh, Fox. 
Batman Returns, The Terminator, WWF Royal Rumble. That was a great game. Super fucking Mario Kart. Yeah. Not a huge Mario Kart fan. Oh my God. Super Mario Kart was the best. Here's the here's the real thing here, the crazy thing. Street Fighter 2, price tag is $74.99 for a fucking Whoa. Nintendo game back then. The cheapest one they have in this in this list is Home Alone 2 for $39.99, which is essentially the uh you know the the new release shit the shit games game. that are made by like Timbuktu developers or whatever, you know. <laughs> like kids in the Philippines that are putting video games together out of light bright beads. <laughs> <laughs> those games are always the worst they had just no rhyme or reason stupid. at all it was basically just the et atari game that they just slapped new graphics on and made a theme for it robert cop <laughs> robert cop <laughs> have you guys seen that thing where they have like yeah the, like the yeah, shitty like it. b-rate toys that are from other countries the robocop is just robert cop oh, <laughs> i posted that video the other day of the turkish rambo Oh, yes. You guys didn't see that? It was so yeah. fucking good. Robert Cobb. All right, so we're going uh, Power Rangers action figures and Super, Super Nintendo Nintendo games. That's strong. And, and it's games. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I think we might have a contender strong. here. All right. Might be I'm staying worried. warm this winter after all. Things are looking up. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bo. I don't know. Do you want me to go first you know, or do you want to go I'll first? I'll go Mark? first on this one because I just got to get this one all out right. because, you know, I don't know how we're going to compete with them on this one. I don't All know. I could That's come tough. up with was this fucking stupid doll called the Cabbage Patch Kid. God because damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas of 1983, which of course was only a week later, was January of 1984. And I'm pretty sure they were still popular a week later because that Christmas is when the Cabbage Patch riots first started i mean the products go back the product goes back all the way to 1978 but this is when the marketing push and people really started to catch on and the cabbage patch craze started you ever have one i did have i had one too my i don't know why my parents bought one i still remember his name and it was xavier they were all xavier it was xavier roberts was it in a wheelchair oh was it i didn't know that (laughs) i destroyed his face i did the same thing Oh, it wasn't in a wheelchair? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, I, uh, do you guys remember the, the Nintendo game Pro Wrestling? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the characters was Starman, and he was like the most badass Lucha Libre. And he had a big starfish on his face, and he was pink. Right, right. That's the guy. So, I made a mask for my Cabbage Patch Kid and then took a permanent <laughs> black marker and made a big black star on it while well, it just bled through right onto the face. That was the end of that. Mine sat in the closet for years until uh, Garbage Pail Kids came out, and then I drew all over the face. And, like, I remember the heads were, like, hollow, and yes. I smashed the top, and his whole forehead was pushed in. My mom was so mad. I'm so surprised that's not a thing now. You know, because we see all kinds of art projects for geeks, when you go on Etsy, you know, if you want to buy a, a Walking Dead lamp, you can. So I don't know why people haven't started taking vintage Cabbage Patch Kids, turning them into Garbage Pail Kid statues. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. 
Or you could just buy a Garbage Pail Kids statue now. You could, but it wouldn't be as cool as, you know, a custom <laughs> nah. one. Well, we didn't have them back then. All they had was the cards. There were, there were no figurines for Garbage Pail Kids. That's right. All right, was... since you came out with the fucking juggernaut, what's yours, Nick? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you spilled three million of those fucking in 1983. <laughs> I don't know if mine's as popular. They launched January 24th, 1984, and it was the, uh, the Apple Macintosh. Fuck you. Yeah, they, uh... <laughs> the, the whole arrival of the Macintosh wasn't really a surprise. They had been talking about it for two years, and they had hoped to ship the uh, the first set of these Macintoshes in 1982. It took over two years for them to, to come out with the whole marketing scheme and put all this stuff together. And a lot of people don't even realize this because a, a lot of people think it's uh, Apple and Microsoft always butted heads. But in the beginning, the only one that really created software for the Apple was Microsoft. Microsoft didn't even come out with a graphical interface 100% until Windows 95. There was an earlier one that they released in 1985, but it was a piece of shit. Nobody used it. Everybody used DOS. So this was a really revolutionary machine to kind of catapult to what we're using today because everything's based on GUIs and shit. It was $2,495, which at the time was supposedly being put out to be affordable. Equivalent of that today would be $5,878. Oh, my God. <laughs> so just imagine how fucking expensive these things were to own. But at the same time, you can compare it to, uh, like, the first-generation iPhone that came out 10 years ago now. That came out in 2007. This uh, Apple Macintosh was 8 megahertz, and the first-generation iPhone was 412 megahertz. So the wow. processing speed and the speed on the phone was that much better than this machine that was released in 1984. What's the processing speed on the iWatch? Probably still faster than, <laughs> than the, the Macintosh. There was no hard disk on this. It came with a three and a half inch floppy. Do you guys remember those, the, the hard floppies? Got one yeah. right now. I think Bo is just saying he has one right now. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it was just this little computer that came out. Well, so moving on. All right, you guys win. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like you're already up three to nothing. We can't even fucking come back. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll be fair, guys. We'll be no, fair, no, no, guys. no, 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 no. That's a fucking win. No, no, wait. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll listen here. <laughs> <laughs> we, still have, we still have two categories left. Let's say, and maybe this is something we can do from you know this uh, this point going forward to make this even. So if somebody goes up three nothing, there's still a chance. Let's say the first three rounds are a point each. Rounds four and five are two points each. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That, that sounds nice. Sense. That's like uh, in Yeah, Jeopardy. so when you go up five to nothing, we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That's like in Jeopardy. When you go to double Jeopardy, the points are doubled. I understand. Well, it adds a little strategy to the game, too, because then you pick what you know you can win towards the end. You try to push those off so you can get more points. Yeah, sure. Whatever keeps this on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes uh, that makes sense. So we're up three to nothing, but you guys still have a chance to win four to three, but you have to win both rounds. I'm going to just... Uh, I'm gonna, What's your lead? I'm going to send you guys a photo real quick of what this could potentially be end up doing to society <laughs> you look like a really young bam margera oh okay i'll take that i'll take that i was a big bam fan back in the day i was all about him i'm surprised it didn't turn out to be a bigger asshole uh, i don't think you could get any bigger of an asshole probably not all right mark we have two choices where you, we can go and 
Do we take the... Uh... <laughs> you want to just go movies, get this over with? Yeah, what? let's go ahead. What the fuck does that mean? Get this over with. It means... It's not the strongest month for movies. <laughs> it's not That's the fucking strongest year for us either in movies. We shall see. Let us tell you about the doozies we got at the box office. All right. Do you want me to start, Mark, or do you want to start? Yours maybe is a little bit better than mine. I don't know. <laughs> you have to go direct to video only. Now, why don't you start us off, Man Crush? What do you got? All right. All right. So I, I shall begin movies of january 1984 i'm gonna preface this again by saying this was not a very strong month for movies we just missed out on some really big movies in december of 83 we had scarface for instance it came out but instead of that though we're in the even classier january 1984 so i had to come up with something classier than scarface i was only six years old 1984 however even at this age my parents were degenerates i saw porkies in the movies i saw gremlins police academy so my parents they still took me a shit that I shouldn't see. And I saw this movie all the time in the video rental store, but I had no idea it had a theatrical run. And uh, that's January 13th, Angel, starring Donna Wilkes. Now, before you go, what the fuck is Angel? Let me just tell you what it's about. Donna Wilkes, who uh, plays a 15-year-old in the movie, is actually 24 years old when this came out. But she did look 15. This is what the movie's about. All right, hang with me. It's a 15-year-old named Molly. Uh, she's top of her class, but nobody suspects that this model student citizen is earning her money at night as what? A hooker. Prostitute? That's right. She's a prostitute Ooh. who goes by the name of Angel on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> at 15 on. years old? At 15 years old. The top of her class in a private school. She's making ends meet by fucking on the streets. Mm. But that's not where this ends, okay? Just hear me out. Two of her friends are slain by a necrophiliac serial killer. What? <laughs> so, yes, they get killed by a man who fucks dead people. And then she ends up being, like, an eyewitness to the whole crime. So then the killer's kind of, like, after her, trying to kill her. The important thing is 80s was about this 80s sleaze, like the Hudson Horror that we just went to. We had movies like Savage Streets and whatnot that came out around then. But these movies actually were in the theater in January 84. But then I looked at it afterwards and it almost like it stopped. Like January 84 was the cutoff and Angel was like one of these last sleaze movies that went through a theatrical release. I'm just going to throw this out there because it's not the strongest month. So I wanted to kind of prove my point. The movie made $17,488,564 in 1984. So that's the equivalent of $41 million today. So that's a decent, pretty decent release for what seems like a pretty shitty movie about a, a guy that fucks dead people <laughs> and a high school girl that turns into a hooker at night. I'm going with Angel. That sounds like every episode of Forensic Files. <laughs> Where do you think they got it? You're just proving my case. All right. So for my pick, you know, I'm going to go with a movie that stars Glenn Close and Ted Danson. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. Ted, okay. <laughs> right, uh, God, tell me it's a sex tape. There's a lot of sex and shit. No, it's not normal sex. <laughs> Is there any sex that's normal with Ted Danson? Besides extremely handsome sex? 
<laughs> All right, guys. So for my pick, I'm going with a film that stars Academy Award nominee Glenn Close and Ted Danson, winner of multiple Emmys and Golden Globes. And this movie has a little bit to do with sex because this is a psychological drama about a family that has been tormented by incest. You guys are fucked. <laughs> The movie in which I speak about is Something About Amelia, which was the ABC television movie of the week in January of 1984, starring Ted Danson, Glenn Close, and the premise, of course, is Ted Danson fucks his daughter. (laughs) Which goes to prove that in the 80s, Ted Danson fucked everybody. (laughs) Wow. There it is, boys. You got to beat out a necrophiliac and an ancestral father. (sighs) Okay. An ABC movie of the week. (laughs) I think we can stretch this one out. (sighs) That's what Ted said, right? So, uh, Bo, I'll let you lead this one. I led the last. Oh, gladly. (laughs) Let me tell you, gentlemen, about a little film that came out in January of 1994. This movie was heralded as a vehicle for the career of one young Christopher Elliott. (laughs) The premise? Eric Mocker. A foul-mouthed finishing school graduate mistakenly winds up on an ill-fated fishing boat and faces the wrath of a crew that considers him bad luck. It is Cabin Boy. These pipes are clean! (laughs) (laughs) That's the same thing Ted Danson said. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna yell that every time I orgasm from here on out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! There whoa, we whoa. go. <laughs> if there was a way to uh, to hold them to that, it would almost be worth changing the agent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Cabin Boy also uh, starred Andy Richter. Andy Richter had a role in there, but the biggest cameo of the film, and he was credited as Earl Hoffert, one David Letterman. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. I didn't know that. So it was Cabin Boy with just talk show hosts. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Elliott. Was Jay Leno in it, too? <laughs> God. I don't want to see Jay Leno act in anything just because there's no uh, there's no effects or makeup team in the world that could make him not look or sound like Jay Leno ever. You never saw him in the movie with uh, Pat Morita? What, Karate Kid? No, I was just <laughs> going to say, there is a clip, and I wish I could remember who the celebrity Jay Leno was interviewing. And he was Jay Leno was giving this actor the business about his acting Hot. career. And the celebrity all of a sudden stopped him and said, hey, you want to bring up that piece of shit you did with uh, Pat Morita? <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could remember who That's it was. That's Mr. Miyagi. If you can remember who it is, <laughs> yeah, if you can remember who it is, hit us up over on Twitter, at Poop Culture. And, uh, all right, it's a solid pick, Cabin Boy. It's about the only pick. Collision Course, by the way, is the name of the uh, Jay Leno yes, vehicle. Collision Course. <laughs> Oh man, this hinges on Shawbag Six's shoulders here. Don't you let me down? This is this is a tough one because um, I have two. Ooh, and I have I have one that I know will hit home 
for uh, for Rick Man Crush, but well, you got to go for the win, man. I have to go for the win. Um, so I am going with our classic from Kid and Play, House Party Three, was released oh, in January. You're going for the win, and you went with House Party Three. Yes, he is, and that is all <laughs> fucking strategy because Sean Bag knows that Mark James has a major soft spot for the House Party franchise. House True. Party and 1 House wasn't pa- good. The Pajama Jammy House- Jam is worse. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're still yeah. going to win out of this one. <laughs> this uh, this actually had uh, not only Christopher Reed and Christopher, play- Christopher Martin playing Kid and Reed, it had Bernie Mac, and it had TLC in it as well. Um, and... Well- uh, this was one of the ones that, you know, it was the stupid 90s or early 90s humor that was great. Uh, people love these series. And honestly, I mean, I know that they you did. don't like it, Rick, but most people do. And they can sit down, watch it, and laugh. Not Bo, if you look at his face. Hold right on, now. though. Hold on, though. If you add to the star power of this, not only Bernie Mac and all the members of TLC, you also had roles from Chris Tucker. You had Gilbert Gottfried. You had that was his movie debut. Yeah. And Eddie Griffin. Right. Now, this is the one where a kid gets married. Right. Yep. The bachelor party. Bernie Mac has one of my favorite movie quotes of all time in that movie. And, you know, they're all giving kid shit. And Bernie Mac's like, you know what? He's like, just be yourself, boy. He's like, if people don't like you and you're being yourself, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring up the IMDb rating for House Party 3? No. Should we bring up the IMDb rating for Angel? <laughs> let's do it. Let's. I, I haven't even looked at it yet, but let's compare. And we'll, the winner will take the round. No. Who has the higher rating? Angel or House Party 3? Oh, what about something of something about Amelia? You know, the, the ABC <laughs> oh, movie. I'm looking that one up. Yeah, Always. That's, that's a guarantee. That's, that probably has a seven or eight. Well, it has no Rotten Tomatoes score, unfortunately. Rotten Tomatoes wasn't invented then. Doesn't mean you can't have something on there. All right, so Angel had a 5.4. Or I'm sorry, 5.6, right? Oh, no, no, no. Molly, former... Why is there two different ratings? Because that's the show with David Borney is. No, there's Angel 1984, (laughs) and then Avenging Angel. Oh, former BB prostitute. Okay. It's yeah, five point six at a. She's 10. a five. That's a five point six. Okay. Wait, so there's an avenging angel. So that's like yep. a sequel. There was a sequel. There's two sequels to Angel. What? Yes, she she formed a whole team of <laughs> prostitutes <laughs> in high school. Angel's back, right. and she's fucking harder than ever. <laughs> All right. And House Party had a four point two. I I would give it to us, but I'm being a little biased. I know Mark Mark you likes know, your movie, so that favors you guys, I guess. I got to give it to them because House Party 3 over an ABC movie of the fucking <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what? We, we do have to give it to them because technically we cheated because that's the ABC movie of the week, and it's not a box <laughs> office movie. It's, it's still a movie. It's still a movie, but... but- but it was if, about we're, box. We're, we're having technicalities here, so we'll give them that because they both picked stuff that was in theatrical released movie. I don't want your fucking pity points. Uh, so the movie I was gonna say that you might have you might have liked better was Death Wish Five. Yes, I didn't know they made a fifth Death Wish. Yeah, yep. that was the last. Yep. It, last he of proposed the, uh, to his girlfriend at dinner, 
and she was assaulted by somebody that she was going to be testifying against, and he permanently disfigured his face, and he goes on another killing spree, killing 12 people wow. throughout the movie. All right, I have an idea. I have an idea here. Since our movie, since our, the months weren't that strong, do you guys have a list of the top 10 movies for that month? Yeah, I have a box office list. Okay, so let's let's do that. I'll read you our top 10 in January, and then you, you do the same. So this is what we got. So top 10 box office list, though, not top 10. So they didn't come out in January. They didn't though. come out in January. This is the top yeah. money-making films that were still in the box office in January of 1984. One, we have Terms of Endearment. Two, we have Dirty Harry. It's Sudden, sudden Impact. Uh, three, Scarface. Yeah. Four, one of Mark's favorite Classic. movies, Yentl. <laughs> five, <laughs> five, we got uh, Silkwood, which uh, was up for a uh, Grammy. Or not a Grammy. <laughs> Grammy? Uh, best original soundtrack, uh, Silkwood. <laughs> By uh, Peter Cetera. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we had to, to just finish this out. Uh, the only well, uncommon valor, uh, six, two of a kind. I don't even remember what that was. Uh, to be or not to be. I think that was a Woody Allen movie. Uh, Gorky Park, which I saw a lot written on. I don't think I've ever even seen that movie. And ten was Christine. I've never seen it either. Yeah, it was such a shit movie for months. I don't know why you even brought it into this because it's basically just giving the round to them. <laughs> Well, because... I want to see what the top 10 was that year. We're giving it okay. to them anyway. So 1994, top 10. Number one was Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh. All right, yeah. done. <laughs> Over. That's, who, that's what I was going to pick because it was the top grossing, but it wasn't released. <laughs> number two is The Pelican Brief. Uh, another good one. And number three is Tombstone. Oh, mm. oh wow. Top oh, grossing. We be like that right there. I didn't want to pick top grossing because it was supposed to be released that month. Yeah. So you guys but, get movies. You guys, and get then movies. we get. Uh, yeah, then we have far. Sister Act two. I know a rental store that has six hundred copies. <laughs> a couple of other ones, but it does get to the point where there's Wayne Wayne's World two is also in there, guys. Bear, little yellow. No, Newprin. Different. Newprin. <laughs> little yellow. Different. 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 Why would you take a pill that's different <laughs> than the rest? Right. <laughs> it's random. I don't yeah, know it looks it says, fun. But... Is Newport even around anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, people are probably no. growing third eyeballs. I remember. <laughs> oh, holy shit, it still is around. <laughs> Do they still go by Little Yellow Different? Um, No. All right, so you guys have moved back into the game. Oh, fuck, it took long enough. Jesus Christ. We're up three points to two. We move into the final round for another two points, so we see who wins this based on this last round. Uh, You guys won that round, so you get to go on the final. It's news. I think we have you guys beat in one news story and one news story alone because it was so big. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan was clubbed in the knee, on orders from Tanya Harding. Uh, it was all over the news. It was such a big deal. Everybody knew about it. Uh, Tanya could never beat Nancy, and she knew it. And uh, so they had her clubbed in the knee. Nancy had some really big horse teeth. Still does. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and for the people that don't know, they were figure skaters. 
Ben left that part of the story out. Didn't need to. Most people, <laughs> most people who know about this story know that they were figure skaters. That's a. That, oh, I thought one was a decent story. Yeah, I thought one was just a whiny bitch, and the other one was a porn star. But, you know. hey, dude, have you seen her porn video? It's like fucking melted candle. They melted. What the a, fuck does that? They mean? melted a candle on her. She looks like a melted candle. <laughs> yeah, she's not holding up too well. <laughs> All right, maybe I just haven't been with enough women to know what a fucking melted candle woman looks like. She's burning both ends of the candle. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you trying to say it was like a Chinese finger cut? Do I do I need to explain this? Do I need to break it down Barney style? (laughs) You know what's fascinating though is out of all the people they picked to play Tanya Harding in the biopic, Margot Robbie. And she's terrifyingly yeah. close to looking like the real deal back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the, she, uh, the big life size uh, poster of it yes. in the theater? Yeah. Oh my god, that's fucking freaky. Right. Except the fact that she looks like a melted <laughs> candle. She didn't back then. She does in the porn video. It is a Yankee candle though. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> It's the smelliest Yankee candle. I've ever it's a spruce across. tree, actually. <laughs> it's new car. <laughs> it's a it's a Chrysler LeBaron. Yeah, yeah. I don't see two LeBarons, Freddie. I'm the number one son. Um, <laughs> I only see one. <laughs> proud. Um, I think this is going to lock it down. Now, this isn't the actual catalyst to where where this is, but. It is the fallout, I guess, kind of the the end of the story, the the kind of wrap up, I suppose. January twenty first, Lorena Bobbitt is found not guilty by reason of insanity on charges of mutilating her husband John Wayne Bobbitt. What did she do? She cut his dick off, man. No, I <laughs> McFly. <don't do> this. <laughs> well, you know, we had to stipulate that they were figure skaters, so we had to say that she cut his dick off. You know, right. the penis chopper. That lady. It's okay. He had an extension put in and became a porn star. I'm sure he's doing fine. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a tie-in there. So apparently January 94 was the uh, time to make the news and then become a porn star later in life. Franken-penis. <laughs> Franken-cock. Franken-cock Was it Franken-cock or Franken-penis? I know something like that. I, I don't know. I think I've seen it. His penis? Well, I saw that, too. <laughs> He saw it fly out the window. You can't fucking miss it if you're watching the porn that he's in. She like, uh, what? Do you, didn't she like throw it outside on the? She threw it out the window of her car. Yeah, that's right. She cut it off and kept it with her, driving down the street. Realized and that she had it. the dick still with her. Threw it out, and they found it intact and were able to reattach it. I think it was Dana Carvey did a special years ago, so- shortly after that whole episode. And was talking about, well, how did she, like, unlock her car door? Was she, like, holding the dick like, underneath her chin <laughs> and her collarbone <laughs> while she fumbled for her keys and opened the door the, and unlocked The typical it. mom trying to get in the house door. after the grocery store. <laughs> it was in her mouth the whole time. <laughs> she put it, put it in her bottom lip like a piece of chaw. <laughs> was holding it there. All right, Mark, what do you think? These uh, these exploitation news stories going to beat what we have? I don't. Th- I think mine tops both of these. How strong is yours? I don't think it's as strong as yours, so you go ahead. No, no, no. Then let me go second. Just sell the shit out of yours. The one I have, it, it's, it's not even that good. It's only something that... Stop downplaying it. ...required a Supreme Court ruling. And uh, 
What was that, Ben? I couldn't hear you. I said stop downplaying it. We know that you're downplaying it. So mine only required a Supreme Court <laughs> ruling that you know only changed the entire popular culture landscape forever. And that was in Jan- January 17th. The Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to four that it's okay for the use of home VCRs to tape programs for later viewing. And that does not violate federal copyright laws. It spawned an entire industry. Home dub bitches. <laughs> Man, I can finally legally record Robert Cop. <laughs> you know what you could do with that? When once that happened, Mark, what what was the yeah. date that that happened on? That was uh, January seventh. Oh, okay, excellent. So on January twenty third, nineteen eighty four, you could legally record this story. I wanted to leave this one for last, so it hurts Bo even more. Because he's going to have to agree with this. (laughs) On January 23rd, 1984, one of the most important wrestling matches of all time took place. And that was when Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik to win the belt of the WWF, which he had until 1988. Wait a second. Isn't that a TV thing, not a news story? Uh, No, it's a news story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or it could be it could sports be, it could be a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah it's a fucking news story man it actually is a news story because at the time although this was televised um it was not common to find professional wrestling on tv in the new york market because this event was held at the legendary madison square Garden. but if you if you knew somebody with a vcr they could record it for you and play it later but the inter- the interesting right. thing about this was uh, <laughs> Hogan had returned to the he was in the WWF and he had left because he filmed part in Rocky Three as Thunderlips and Vince McMahon was like bent out of shape about it so he ended up leaving the WWF going to the AWA and then he came back in December '83 after Bob Backlund had lost the belt to the Iron Sheik. and uh, before that like Freddie Blassie was uh, Hogan's manager when he came back. Backlund kind of took him under his wing because uh, I think Backlund was getting beat up by the the Wild Samoans, I think it was. And Hulk Hogan like ran out and saved him. And then he said he changed his ways and all this shit. So he kind of like solidified himself as a face in the organization. And then uh, a month later, Backlund was actually supposed to fight the Sheik for the belt again. Yeah. And he was quote unquote injured. And uh, Hogan stepped in won the bout, which only lasted about six minutes. And Hogan was the very first person ever to escape the camel clutch. Yes, he was. Hit the leg drop and win. And the other interesting thing about this is he didn't lose that belt, like I said earlier, until 1988. He had six reigns as WWF champion. His longest reign was that span right there, which was 1,474 days. But he had it for a total of 2,185 days, if you count all six together. And that's second behind only Bruno San Martino. So that that was huge. I'm going to hang up and let you vote. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is huge. It it really is. And speaking of Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> I never seen the... I never seen the Gawker video, but I heard yeah, I heard it. <laughs> it was. All right, so those are our two stories. Let's be real here. We have a missing dick and 
a beaten figure skater. Dude, that was a massive story. You're not going to beat the two of our stories. There's no fucking way. There's There's no no fucking way. Fucking Lorena Bobbitt. And Hulk the, Hogan, the biggest professional wrestler of all time. No, 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 no. I love wrestling, but a fucking dick that's making the news, like, worldwide. Yeah, a severed dick. Yeah, come on. You're not going to beat that. There's no way. Literally, you're not going to beat a severed dick. <laughs> Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan's story was fucking huge. It was all over everywhere. It was front page everything. It was all over the news every night. It was a fucking mess. You were like six years well, old. What do you know about being on the news? I was every ten. <laughs> well, let me just say, Hulk Hogan. First of all, his dick was in the news, and he won the heavyweight championship multiple times. That's right, and he won like what, like a hundred so, million dollars from Gawker. I think we're gonna have to bring this to Twitter. I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that ours is the biggest. <laughs> there's, there's no you're, way you're out of your fucking minds. The biggest wrestling champion of all time wins a belt for the first time. No, no, no. The bigger story was when Hogan body slammed Andre. Well, that would never happen if he didn't win the belt on January 24th. January 24th. You are not going to beat a severed cock and an Olympic disaster story. There's no way. Okay, we're talking about figure skating that nobody gives a flying fuck about. Now, maybe if you combine your two stories and we club Nancy Kerrigan with John Wayne Bobbitt's seven cock, <laughs> that would be a bigger story. I don't know. I think you guys are on drugs right now. I think you're... I, <laughs> no, I disagree. You're just saying that because you don't want to lose. And Bo's saying that because he doesn't want to lose his beard. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> but I really, I honestly think that you're wrong in this one. Mark's story was like, <laughs> Mark's story revolutionized fucking media okay. for decades. You, you have like marginal stories that took place in a month or a couple weeks and they went away and nobody cared about. These, ha- these were lasting stories that lasted years and years and 14 uh, 13 years later we're still talking about Lorena Bobbitt and we still know what she did because <laughs> you brought it up because nobody gives a shit and Nancy Kerrigan we still know what happened to her and we still knew she was a figure skater who cares without my supreme court ruling there would be no YouTube <laughs> I don't use YouTube <laughs> answer me this question Bo if Hogan didn't win that belt I won't even say the WWE as it is now but let's say in its heyday the golden age of wrestling would the golden age of wrestling ever have happened with Iron Sheik as the face of wrestling? Definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have an, you have an anti-American character that automatically draws heat. Everyone hates him. Of course, they, they could have built a program on that. Here's the interesting thing: when we brought up Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, Mark immediately goes, "Why?" Without being provoked. That means cultural relativity. Suck my dick. Our stories are bigger. <laughs> uh, you guys lost. You're just fucking hanging on by a straw. All right. So this is this is going to Twitter. I will post it up on Twitter. The score as it stands right now is three points for the Mama Lukes. Two points for the Millennials or Blumpkin. Dude, come on. What was it? Blumpkin, Blumpkin Spice. Some Blumpkin Spices. Uh, Mrs. Dash, whatever the fuck your name is. Blumpkin Spice. Julia Throberts. And the stories that the, the Twitter poll will be about, we have Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, Lorena Bobbitt versus Hulk Hogan winning the belt. 
<laughs> and legally recording in your own home. A Supreme Court ruling. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're building your argument on a fucking Supreme Court ruling. You wouldn't be watching video as it is today. I don't watch video. I don't know what you're you talking about. Have, you wouldn't have YouTube. You wouldn't be able to show us. I just us watch Netflix. I don't watch that. I don't use YouTube. The fucking video that you showed us before with some chick sucking uh, a dildo with an apricot or whatever the fuck she had. What did she have? A grapefruit. <laughs> Grapefruit. It was a grapefruit, sir. <laughs> it was a grapefruit. Hey, the people decided that we needed to do more retro episodes, so it only makes sense to let them decide the fate of this one. All right, fellow poopers, that's where we're going to end this one. So you guys decide. Log on to Twitter. You decide the fate of the facial hair. Am I going to have to shave off my facial hair, or is Mr. Bo Beecraft? Gonna have to trim down the gnarly beard. It's up to you guys, really. You decide. How long is, wait, how long how long have you been growing that for? Just let people know. Over a year. And that's the sad fact. I've been growing mine for about the same time. And uh, look how much longer Bose is than mine. Yeah, look at it, everyone. And that's not the first time I've had to say that exact phrase. <laughs> All right, fellow poopers. So in the meantime, head over to www.poopculture.com. Check out all of the shows on the PCEU. Until next time, peace, love, light, and joy. Have a great day, everyone. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com.